Hey y'all, this is Peaches. Welcome to another episode of Thoughts of Peaches. Um, this episode came upon my spirit on the morning of June 12th, 2021. Um, I had planned on doing something like this for Pride Month anyway, but the um, significance of this day weighs a bit heavy on me. Um, This is the anniversary of the shooting that occurred at Pulse Nightclub five years ago. Um, I apologize for the tremble in my voice, but speaking on it um, is a lot because it happened in a, a nightclub. And... I work, I worked in gay nightclubs and heard about it while I was at work in a gay nightclub. And the fact that that gay nightclub was targeted for that reason, out of hate, still haunts me to this day. So this episode is dedicated to... All of the shoulders that we stand on when we talk about pride and what we're celebrating and what it means from the beginning of the movement all the way down to the struggles we still face today, to those who have fallen long before we were born, to those who we can still remember and see their names. So... um, As you listen to this episode, please understand that this is not something I take lightly speaking on because it is a huge portion of my identity, a huge portion of a lot of people's identity. And I think we all need a deeper understanding of what this time of year is really meant to be commemorated, celebrated, respected, and revered. So if you look at the artwork I did for today's episode, you will see multiple images um, that have significance to LGBT history and things I feel need to be um, remembered and understood during Pride. It's a picture of Marsha P. Johnson, often called the mother of the gay Pride movement, allegedly through the first brick during the Stonewall riots. You have Bayard Rudston, um, civil rights leader during the civil rights movement in North America that worked very closely along the side of Dr. Martin Luther King as far as organizing a lot of the civil actions that took place that led to a lot of the um, changes in society regarding the treatment of black people in America and other minorities who was moved away from leadership positions because they were worried that his openly 
gayness would distract from the core of the cause, which is still an issue, somewhat that we face today. You have James Baldwin, who spoke up very much on um, Black and gay issues about the existence of Black people within society and about being a gay man in society and amongst the Black community and the issues that were faced at that intersection of identity. Um, you have Audre Lorde, a writer and activist who the LGBT Health Center, Callum Lord, was mm -hmm. partially named after who spoke up for LGBTQIA plus rights, feminist rights, um, women's rights, and is often not given the credit she's due for what she has done for society. Next to her, you have Stormy Delavari. I hopefully did not mispronounce her name. I do apologize if I did. Um, a lesbian presenting um, individual who was present during the Stonewall riots, who is often not spoken of as much as she should have for her role in igniting what became the movement. Beneath her, you have the iconic and legendary Crystal of Asia, the founder of what we know now know as the House of Ballroom team. For everyone who watches Pose or Legendary, she is the origin. She formed the House and Ballroom scene out of a need for a space for Black and Brown, non-white queer people to have space to be celebrated in the realms of female impersonation and pageantry, which evolved into the Ballroom scene and the dance form that is now known as Voguing. Um, below Crystal, you have the singer Sylvester, who broke a lot of boundaries as far as gender presentation in what was a very heteronormative, homophobic industry within the realm of disco music in the late 70s and early 80s. Next to that, you have the plaque um, commemorating the Compton Cafeteria Riots, which was a incident that predated Stonewall in the Compton Cafeteria in California in which um, trans women who were sex workers were being harassed and badgered while um, partaking in coffee and breakfast and things at Compton Cafeteria, which led to police intervention, which led to um, an altercation between them and the police that began and sparked part of a lot of the movements across the country. It, a lot of people don't often think about or often hear about. There's so much focus on Stonewall being the major catalyst that these other incidents don't get light shined on them as much. Then um, above, <clears throat> excuse me, above the plaque for the Compton Cafeteria riot is um, a picture of the one of the vigils that took place upon the property of Pulse Nightclub in Orlando, which was the site of the shooting that killed 49 of our LGBTQIA plus siblings in an act of hate mm -hmm. against our community. And 
the reason why I'm doing this episode on this day is in memory of what occurred on that day. And also out of a bit of um, frustration, confusion, and a little bit of anger. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with some of the discussions I have been seeing around pride and what it means and who's allowed there and if it should still be celebrated and what it's about and a lot of unnecessary pettiness around something that is meant to bring our community together. Let me be clear on my view of pride. Pride is to be celebrated in whatever manner you see fit that is safe, respectable, honest, and true to yourself. There are so many debates on whether leathermen or kinksters or people in jock straps or there being boys in speedos and things of that nature should be allowed at pride because it's a family function and things like that. Pride is a celebration of freedom, the ability to express who you are in the brightest way possible to show the world that you are here and that you were not going anywhere. Some people do that by wearing rainbows. Some people do that by showing their body as a form of manifesting that freedom. As far as family, yes, pride is for families. There are plenty of activities or in pride that are built for families, but you and your choice to have a family and bring them to pride should not hinder somebody else's freedom of expression. I don't care who you are. If you are a parent, you are the warden of your child and you determine what your child sees and what content they should be able to or have access to ingesting. You will not kink or slut shame anybody for celebrating their freedom during pride. I don't care if you have children. That is not a penalty you should place on somebody else's expression. Obviously, there are some lines and parameters that you shouldn't be doing anything lewd or lascivious in public because that's just generally against the law. But it shouldn't be done in the presence when you know there are going to be children there. Because guess what? Actions can be inherently sexual. Articles of clothing are not. Stop over-sexualizing things that are not meant to be over-sexualized. Stop over-sexualizing and anticipating over-stimulation of children. You are the parent. You decide and you warden that. For those who complain about the parties and the music and it's a big thing, please understand that a lot of these parties and festivals actually in their origin started off as fundraisers for political action and movement to get the rights we have or during the height of the HIV and AIDS crisis, these parties and functions acted as fundraisers to raise money to get medication and treatment for those who could not afford it. So honor the memory of what was done and be respectful for the fact that these parties had a purpose. And if you actually do your research, a lot of them still donate to causes. Unfortunately, we live in an over capitalist world where it's not the same dynamic as it used to be and it may not be as much money 
as percentage-wise as there used to be, but there is still some going there. Do not shame people for going to these parties and wanting to attend these functions because you don't know their life. You don't know that there are some people that this is the only time of year where they feel comfortable enough to go out, where they feel safe enough in the large numbers and the vast number of people to go out and be free and live their life for this one time a year before they go back to whatever sheltered existence they have to dwell in for all other time. That is not your place to judge. For those of you who do participate parties, respect the ground you walk on. People fought hard for us to have access to spaces to live free, be free, and celebrate this freedom. I am not going to be any judge, 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 jury, or executioner regarding anybody's choice to partake in illicit substances for recreational purposes. That is fully on you. Do so responsibly and maintain a behavior based on consent. Understandably, people do these things as a form of escape because the world is hard. I totally get it. Not my tea, not my vice. If you're going to do so, do so safely and respectfully. To not only yourself, but everyone around. To those who want to, um, how, are they, how can I put this? Talk about who represents the community, who doesn't. Shut up. Our community is diverse as the rainbow we fly, including the newer one that was created with the inclusion of minority people within the LGBTQIA plus community. You have no right to dictate somebody's expression. Their life is their life. Your life is your life. We do intersect at being members of the same community, but you do not tell someone how they represent our community. Because my definition of representation and how I view it could be leaps and bounds different than yours. You have no business telling me how flamboyant I can be. How butch I can be. You have no business outing anybody to the public. Because you feel they need to be out or they did something to slight you. That is not your plate. That's not your role. That that does not represent our community. I am all for a good little bit of cute pettiness. Throwing a little bit of shade for shits and giggles and fun. But you have to read the room. There's a time and a place and a level of appropriateness for that type of behavior amongst friends, amongst subject matter that is not meant to trigger or knowingly offend people out of nowhere. It's not funny. It's not cute. It's not a personality trait. We need to stop with the hyper aversion to femininity, the whole quote-unquote mask-for-mask mentality is archaic and dangerous. If you are attracted to masculinity, that's cute. That's good for you. Do not shame those who are feminine. 
how you articulate your preference is the key to getting your point across. So choose your words widely. Everybody complains, oh, they're triggered. Oh, they're too sensitive. Yes, people are sensitive because people have had access to learn and unpack their trauma and things they're dealing with. So when we talk to people, we must be mindful of that, especially within the LGBTQIA plus community, because so many of those triggers are on top of other things that are indirectly attached to their LGBTQIA plus identity. We have to take our time with each other because each one of us is different each one of us has different sensibilities and levels of what we can and cannot handle and what we will and will not handle and if you are not willing to learn those things you are not willing to get to know somebody properly I need there to be more comprehension about the shoulders we stand on a respect on the name of those who have set these things in place, some of whom who have died working for the betterment of our generations and those to come. Have a little bit more concern for each other. Checking on people to make sure they're doing well because we lost almost an entire generation of gay men, lesbian women, trans men, trans women to the HIV and AIDS epidemic. And do you know what the key structure that helped a lot of us survive was? It was the community. It was knowing that we had a community built that was there taking care of each other bringing food to those who couldn't get food, getting people to doctor's appointments, getting meds for people who didn't have meds. We we know how to do this as a community. We have done it before. Though those people may not be here to teach us as our straight counterparts have so much more representation and templates for how things go, we can see it in our history, what was done for our survival. So we have the template to do so again. We just have to not forget our history. So many people don't want to look back and think about it. Oh, that was in the past. Oh, it's so negative. We're not there anymore. Then we're doomed to repeat what happened. We're doomed to divide ourselves again, just like the issue between the respectability politics amongst the factions at the height of the HIV and AIDS epidemic. They could not figure out what the best way to get our voices heard was. Was it to be respectable and assimilate in the heteronormative society and hope they understand us and hope they see us as equal and give us what we demand? Or was it to plan dramatic over-the-top actions to get their attention, to show them that we're here, we're queer, not, we're not going anywhere. It ended up being a combination of the two. They had to meet in the middle to figure out what worked best. And a lot of what worked best came from within our community and doing for ourselves. Because even to this day, when you see the legislations being passed against members of our community, especially the trans members of our community, we have to do it for ourselves.
they're not going to do it for us. We are going to have to force their hand one way or another, and then we are going to have to have a plan. That's what worked before. All we have to do is open a book. Google has all this information. Google is free for us to be able to look back and see what our forefathers, foremothers, four individuals did on our behalf to live to this day as freely as we can. And not only are we supposed to honor their memory and continue the fight and the action they put forth, but living to our fullest potential, letting our fullest light shine out to the world. So future generations will not feel the same that we felt not seeing people like us out there to know what is possible. Not seeing people like us on TV, in movies, represented in video games, in business, in science, in sports. We need to take up space because we fought. People fought for us to have that space. We are still fighting to keep those spaces that the people before us are watching, seeing the fruits of their labor. Sylvia Rivera, Marsha P. Johnson, James Baldwin, Bayard Rustin, Harvey Milk, Matthew Shepard, they're watching what we are doing. From the other side, they're seeing us pick up the torch, the baton that was left for us, whether they were taken from us whether they just passed along or whether we don't know, but they still are the shoulders we stand on to this day. We need to honor the legacy of those who came before us because that is our responsibility to our community. We cannot hide from it. We cannot run from it. So many people want to distance themselves from the community as a whole because it doesn't represent them. But they refuse to think of the greater good that you standing by with the community. You become representation for not only yourself. You don't know who's watching you. You don't know who sees you, who hears the things you say, who sees how you carry yourself and watches the way you move. You don't know whose life you're changing by living your true, authentic self. Today, in this year, 2021, the battles are not always going to be the marches and the politics and who's on TV and who's doing what. It could simply be you going to school or going to work and somebody that is still on their journey sees you living your authentic life, happy in who you are, and that quietly changing their perspective, giving them the freedom to see who they are, what they can be, 
all because you chose to live in your truth. I don't say this lightly. I don't say this flippantly. I don't say this as some sort of psycho babble life coachiness. I'm saying this from experience. I have had people come and tell me that I have changed or impacted their life in some way. So I know everyone can't be an activist and have huge followings, but you can change one person's life through your lifetime. You have done an immeasurable amount of good to the grand design. And then you become the shoulders that someone else stands on. And your hope will be that they pass on that legacy, that hope, that light to someone else. And it keeps going. And maybe one of those people your life your light hits, they may be the person to change the world. But they had to see your light first. To know there was a path they could go. They had to see your light first. To know there was something beyond that darkness they may have been feeling trapped in. Those who came before us did not know their light would burn for us. They just knew they had to do what was right. And it just so happens what they did that was right. Has made it so we can continue. Um, I'm not going to do a separate outro for this because this is a lot and this is very heavy and it was meant to be, it was meant to be a lot. It was meant to be heavy. It was meant to be very raw, unscripted, unedited. I'm not touching the sound on this at all. I usually don't edit any of my videos or post anyway, because I want them to be purely who I am. But what I want to say to close this out is as we continue on this month of pride and we see all these corporations put rainbows on everything they can get their hands on. I want you to take this mentality going into pride. You could be wearing all black, whatever uniform you have on. You are your own rainbow. You have a glow about you that will draw people into you, that will grant them warmth, grant them peace and comfort if they should need it, grant them healing and laughter if they should need it, make them feel protected if they should need it. And that's without saying a single word, that's without reassuring them directly of anything. Your presence in existence is the light, is the pot of gold at the end of all of these rainbows. You are to be treasured and you are to treasure each other because we hold that value that was fought long and hard and some died so that we could have these conversations and be able to say, and discuss what pride is, what pride is supposed to be, who can come to pride, everything like that. But at the end of the day, we need to make sure we're maintaining that pride still exists. That we, are far, we fought for our pride. 
we will keep fighting for our pride. And we will keep remembering all those who came before us. Um, that's really all I can get out. I'm holding in a lot of tears because this means a lot to me. There are very few things I'm very passionate about, but this is one of them because I understand the entirety of what it means to respect the shoulders that I stand on. I have witnessed and been told things from generations past that are heavy and a burden I am willing to bear because I know I did not have to endure certain things to be able to be as flamboyant and feminine as I want and still have the bravery to fight because I saw the ones before me do it. I saw the ones with me do it. I am watching the generation coming up now do it. And that is important that we keep up this work, whether it be on grand scales from legislative offices or just having those little conversations with someone at work or school that seems lost or confused and letting them know it will be okay. You don't have to tell them to come out. You don't have to rush them. You don't have to rush yourself. Just know it will be okay because your place in this world was fought for and earned. This has been Thoughts of Peaches. Be safe and happy pride.